Welcome back, everyone, to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Ryan. And I'm Will. So, guys, we have a lot to go over today. I put a variety of topics on the table because I think it's not only worth visiting these things here in the month of August. We only have a couple months left of the year. A lot. But there's a lot happening, and some of them look like they're work. Some of these things look like they're going in tandem, and some do not. So I want to talk about the difference between those things. So on the table today, we have home prices making a rebound after Ooh. kind of visiting some recent lows. Uh, we have home builders and, and permits to talk about. Household equity now, of course, recovering as well because prices are going back up. Uh, guess what? Someone else started saying new yes. normal, and they said it on CNBC, like we talked hey. about a couple weeks ago. Or is this a new normal or not? Yeah. And then we have to talk about Blackstone reaching one trillion. Whoa, one trillion in assets. First private uh, firm to reach one trillion. That's crazy. I heard uh, uh, their uh, their their worth is bigger than some uh, small countries. Small, around the well, than some like ab, yeah, yeah. Not and just some big countries, economies some as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have affordability, which is at its thirty eight year low. So let's unpack some of these things. Uh, so the first things first. Let's let's talk about ho- house prices because that's kind of like really on the forefront for us. You know. Yeah. We, we deal with people all the time that are looking to buy a house. The prices are uh, what yep. the price is. The rate is what it is. Uh, but then we have affordability. So those two, to me, go hand in hand where affordability yeah. is really low because prices are high, rates are high, and we did not have a very steep bottoming out like we thought we might. Yeah, no, I like that. We're starting with that topic first yeah. because it's all about home ownership, right? And especially if you're a homeowner, this is great news for all of us homeowners. Kind of bad news for people who are still on the fence and just thinking about that. You know, they may want to reconsider their thoughts. A hundred percent. And just to start it off right off the bat, the national home prices have now erased last year's uh, right uh, oh, yeah. gains. Right. So this year we're hitting new highs, both seasonally adjusted and non-seasonally adjusted. So throughout the year, houses have been going up, up, yeah. up. And although we saw a small correction, I mean the data is showing that there's no signs of slowing down. So for those that were timing the market. Yeah, you're going to be timing that's it rough. for a long yeah, that's time. A rough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah. And 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 to to cite the the article you're talking about, Brian is yeah. is uh, month over month home prices increased in more than sixty percent of Jeez. markets, with the notable exceptions in uh, Austin and San Antonio, where prices declined actually month to month uh, in June as on a seasonally adjusted basis. So, sixty um, percent of markets going up again is not a crash crazy and there's a lot of conversation on the internet about oh there's going to be a crash imminent crash and i okay that's fine yeah. And I, look, I know we're on the internet too. Sometimes a broken clock's only right twice a day. Sometimes we get things only right twice a day. I get it. Uh, but you know, this, there's just too much crash talk. The, the, the fundamentals aren't there from a supply and demand perspective. No, yeah. There is enough demand because people still need shelter. They still need a house. They're either going to rent that house or they're going to buy it yeah. and live in it, which means that depending on your income and your qualifications, you're either going to be a renter or you're going to be a buyer. That's correct. That demand is built into our economic structure, into our society, and into our housing industry. That's yeah. a really good way to put it. But you know, here's the thing, guys. Um, back in the day, we used to, there's always the peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. Peaks and valleys. So we used to always say every 10 years, we're going to see a market correction, you know? And so this market correction is very different than most. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that, well, I've been in the industry since 2005, you know, and in 2008, remember, when we went through, there was a lot of supply. That's why homes crashed. That's why it was a meltdown. Like mm-hmm. things just crashed. We don't have an inventory right now. And then we got to remember the last couple of years, we refinanced people to their, old, their just lowest interest rates. Now, homeowners are thinking, why do I want to sell this home with that low interest rate? I'd rather keep this thing. 
You know, so those are the challenges. This is a different market. Even though people say we were going to crash, I don't see no crash in sight. And, and, and I feel like a lot of people go and say that it's going to crash based on past experience, right? And it's so easy That's to it. blame it on what happened before than really take the time to educate yourself, look at what your micro market is doing, look what your nat, like your state market is doing, yeah. and then from there take a decision. Is it really crashing or things are just adjusting? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's a really good point because, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk about Blackstone here in a minute too, but it's like at what point are they buyers? Like, so when you look at the price of something, yeah. if I called you and said, hey, hey, this is 10% off today, do you want, are you interested? No, no, call me back when it's 20% off. Yeah. Okay, well, that means you're saying, oh, I expect there to be a 20% correction yeah. in an industry that has been wildly refinanced. Like you said, the, the, the very months ago, you're like, we refinanced the whole planet. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the whole planet. Right. Got so, so we have this inventory problem, which means that, that if there is an inventory problem, then people are willing to pay the market price yeah. so that they can get in, mm-hmm. which includes these private asset firms yeah. like Blackstone. Yeah. And maybe a 10% price change is enough for them to bite, yeah. which means they're not gonna wait for 20, they're not gonna wait for 30%, they're gonna go bite at 10, because then that puts it in their uh. camp, and they're gonna just hold that place yeah. in perpetuity. Well, I mean, you just look it over to the to buyers, when as soon as rates drop half a percent, quarter percent, the market floods, just because that quarter or that half percentage Makes is it good enough for them to be like, hey, now this makes more sense than me in my situation right now. It changes that buying power, which yeah. then leans into the affordability part of our conversation where you know it just requires a lot more heavy lift on yeah. money every yeah. month for people yeah. to qualify. I mean, it, I mean, just put, the, just put that in the context. Like, uh, and again, maybe some people will argue this is crash relevant or not, but when you look at affordability being at its 38 year low, yeah. that's actually unhealthy. Yeah. And too much affordability is also unhealthy because when we had too much access to housing, the bottom ended up falling out because we gave housing to people that didn't actually qualify. We had mm. products that allowed them to get in that were not qualifiable, right? Got it. And now we're on the other end of the spectrum where we have stringent guidelines. Too qualified. Yeah, and now you have to be like overly qualified to get in, which is also creating a part of this this affordability yeah. crunch. Yeah. Kind of like eating or not eating, right? Yeah, should I eat or should yeah. not eat? <laughs> Let's talk about this in terms of calories. Yeah, there you go. Hey, you know, one of, one of the places that I know for sure is going up is North Carolina. And let me just share a story that we actually experienced with a client that I had. She actually purchased here in Eastlake. Nice. You know, then just got transferred to Lamar. She felt like, you know, I don't think we're going to stay here that long, so I don't want to buy right now. So she didn't. Mm. You know, they decided just to hold off. They got PCS over to North Carolina. In North Carolina, guess what they're also facing with? A housing, housing shortage. shortage. That's it. <laughs> so she's trying to look for homes, wants this specific area for her kids to go attend school. And uh, she's t- sending me texts like, we can't find a home. We can't find a home. We found this for sale by owner home. The property value is going to be around 505, but uh, the seller wants 540. Wow. And he was adamant, I want 540. Wow. Whoa. <clears throat> and would not put it, I mean, mind you, it had a pool. It's like a 3,400 square foot home. There's even a lake. I'm all like, hey, if the hubby misbehaves, you'll throw him out there in a mattress and let him swim oh, away, great. you know? <laughs> but long story short, the value came in at 505, just like we thought it would. Mm-hmm. They hired a, a great a realtor over there. The value came in at 505, just like wow. the, they said. She decided to pay, hey, I'll pay $20,000 more. And so wow. she paid 20000 more because of the shortage and decided like, hey, let's put ourselves in there. The realtor decided to take also a cut in her commission to make sure that they salvage that transaction. Wow. Jeez. 
So some sellers are catching on to this saying, hey, I'm just going to put my home on the market. I don't need no representation. I'm going to get what I get. If not, I won't sell. So I think there's a couple stories inside that story even is that number one, the, the, the supply, there's a, yeah. a supply issue. And we see this in, in home builders with new home builds. We see that with, with, um, with existing home sales where there's low supply of existing yeah. home sales. And that dips into your point about we refinance the whole planet. Well, we are, why are people <laughs> gonna move? They're not moving. They got a really affordable payment. Their portion of median income every month is, is substantially lower than a new buyer coming yeah. in. Um, and then you have an issue where, where, where then on the builder side, so, so for buyers, it's, it's more sometimes attractive to go find a new build because there's just not enough inventory of existing homes. So go look at the new build. But then the builders are, 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 are faced with some struggles that they're having too. With yeah. uh, You mentioned uh, shortage of skilled labor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're having financing costs of like, you gotta buy the lots. They, yeah. they don't wanna cash for, they don't wanna pay their cash for those. How can I finance those yeah. while I'm building them? Then they have to deal with the buyer side as far as rates are concerned, yeah. the affordability of that. So, and then there's materials. There's so, materials, like, there's prefabricated this, components that is needed to help us, you know, accelerate the process. Like, it, there's just a bunch of things that are going on. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't understand how intertwined the world really was. Yeah. And I thought like maybe one thing just took care of everything. But now you start to realize how one thing affects another and then it trickles down into everything. And then ultimately, guess who pays for it? The consumer, consumer, all, right, so. all the time. Yeah. yeah, so consumers and taxpayers, we pay for everything. Yeah, yeah. there yep. you go. So this this home builders being at max capacity thing is is an issue because what we have a shortage of is housing. If home builders can't build enough homes, then we have a housing shortage, which then if the, the shortage then keeps prices high, and that's good for homeowners, like you said, because yeah. it keeps their equity up. Uh, and then if they have enough equity, they can maybe take some money out and build that ADU, you know, convert yeah. that garage, do something else, uh, buy another property maybe. Yeah. But then yeah. again, now you're in the market against these Blackstone guys. <laughs> you're you're up against these That's scary. The, these groups that are going to just swallow up uh, houses by That's the hole. Scary. But neighborhoods. Um, one of the things I wanted to tell you just, and this is from Fannie Mae. So. This is Fannie Mae's Vice President of Economic and Strategic Research, Hamilton Fout said, we believe this lack of existing homes on the market is pushing prospective buyers toward new homes, bolstering sales and construction. Mm -hmm. so, the, so on the flip side of the coin, I also want to mention that the demand that we have from the consumer also helps drive some Absolutely. of the solution. Yeah. So instead of just always talking about, oh, well, the demand shows up when the supply is there. Oh, if you build it, they will come. Well, people being interested in housing and wanting to have a place of their own is also helping close that gap Absolutely. between home builder confidence, material shortages, skilled yeah. labor shortages, and whether or not someone will buy it, there's people willing to buy it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you start to see the pricing on rent not stopping, it's going up. You start seeing mortgage prices they're fairly you know they're 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 fairly equal so it's like at, at what point do you start saying well i rather have an asset that's going to produce some sort of wealth yeah. down the line that i'm able to then use that as a stepping stone to then you know better my financial situation yeah. four or five years down the line depending on what your plans are i think that's such a more popular idea than hey i'm gonna just rent because rent yeah. is significantly lower now it isn't and yeah. as you saw, the rates that are so low is what causes rents to be able to be so high because of the fact that the landlord wants to cash flow as much yeah. as possible. Mm -hmm. So they're going to take every measure that's legally able to be done to increase, increase. that rent to maximize their profits because, hey, I'm yeah. sure that's not their only property. And they also got to make ends meet somewhere else. So, hey, 
goes back yeah. to who pays for it, the yeah. consumer. Absolutely. Yeah. And the great thing when you do when you do that and you actually do purchase, yeah. obviously right now interest rates are a little north of 7%, mm-hmm. but we already know what's going to happen. Again, I use that best cliche what's going on, right? Yeah. Don't marry the rate, marry the home. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> But that's the thing, right? The payment was going to go down low. It, it'll at one point in time, it'll go lower. Yeah. The yeah. rent. Yeah. Come on now. Well, and and you might you might experience both at the same time. Yeah. Your payment might go lower later when you refinance at a lower rate, and your loan balance is lower. And over that course of time, hopefully you've had a raise or a better job yeah. or you moved jobs, so you're not just making that amount you were at the time you qualified. You're making more money and it costs yeah. less. Yeah. But you know, to my point is the mortgage is going to go lower and your rent is going to always continue to increase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's just the way life is. That's the way is. it works. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's the way it works. And something- So thanks uh, for bringing that point. Of course. Before we, before we end this, 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 this part of the topic, uh, I wanted to talk about this other thing from the same article about home builders that was really fascinating to me and I've never seen this before. And this is a metric of how many jobs there are for every housing permit that's pulled. Yeah. And so this comes from, uh, th- this, this comes from the, the Taylor Morrison- uh, national home, they're a national home builder. And this is the quote. One uh, one metric I like is how many jobs are we producing relative to how many housing permits we're producing, said Eric Hauser, executive vice president and chief corporate uh, operations officer at Taylor Morrison. And as a country, it's 2.6 jobs for every permit, and the historical average is 1.6. So those might seem like, oh, they're really close. They're just separated by one. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> 2.6 relative to 1.6 is a massive, yeah. massive number when they're that small. Uh, so I've never seen this ratio before. That's crazy. It's actually very interesting to me, but it does go to show back to the point about, well, when there's demand and people want housing, yeah. then they can justify spending on the construction side to build the houses. And having more jobs for every permit right now means two things. That's Number it. one, lots of jobs. Number two, we need more permits. We, more permits. we need more permits. And, and to put it into perspective, if you're looking to buy or you're waiting for the prices to come down, right from the stream article, it says home builders aren't building enough houses to cover the gap anytime in the next 10 years 10 years so if you're looking for prices to come down drop or crash you'll be waiting for you know up to 10 years based on the present data that we have right now yeah isn't that crazy that's ridiculous 10 years like in 10 yeah how old are you gonna be in 10 years (laughs) i'll be be 39 Jeez. Will you really? Yes. Wow. How old will you be in ten years? No, don't even. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, there's a six handle. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like wine. Okay. You know? Yeah, he's like fine wine. <laughs> hey, ask me. You know what? Ask me in ten years. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll we'll years. come back. We'll come back we'll in ten years. Back in ten years. <laughs> Put a pin on it. Um. Yeah. So you know, one of the things I think that is uh, on my radar as far as the the construction conversation, I'll end with this as as far as converse, construction's concerned, is the financing for it. Yeah. Is how is that going to work? Because mm. we don't finance construct like we're not a bank for these builders correct uh, so you know there has to be someone in the game that sees the vision of that and the value of doing that yeah. on behalf of builders so the builders can build homes and so i think when we go upstream in this topic and we look a little further upstream i think that might actually be one of the main problems that has to get solved in this yeah. 10-year run i think that's going to be one of the linchpins that either makes this work or not yeah and do you think maybe Pretty. that's going to be a state or a you know federal thing that they step in as well and maybe you know try to 
put their hand in that because uh, at the end of the day it's really like where's the help going to come from we know where the money's not coming from it, <laughs> it might it might have to be and because, i'm just you know yeah. thinking out loud and i'll use the i'll use a correlation right now you're seeing this happen a little bit in the insurance industry right now in california mm, you oh, see a lot dude. of insurance mm. providers leaving the state yeah. because like we're not going to serve the state of california ironically hey we don't want to provide business when you actually might need us <laughs> well it's we just, the most insurable <laughs> But now it becomes it's it's just the cost, right? It's Hazard, the, fire, like I mean, everything. Like we're very prone to. It's like, hey, we have auto insurance. So in case you get in a car accident, you get your car fixed. Like, oh, you guys have you guys have accidents? Ooh. We're not going to insure your, we're not going to insure cars anymore. Uh, so so in, in housing, I, I draw this the, this parallel where Brian's posing a great question: Who's going to provide the finance of that? Could it be local and state governments? I mean, it might yeah. be, and it might be because it needs to be based it's, on demographics. Yeah. So if there are more people migrating and moving to places where there are shortages of homes. If there's nowhere to put them, you have to make a place to you put them. To make them yeah. So the builders have to want to build there. And if they don't, then yeah, your local government's going to have to do something. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise, what's the alternative? Oh, we had 10,000 people move here in the last five years. And they're all homeless. Okay, wait a minute. That's not going to work either. We don't, know, not, we don't need more of those a, in downtown. Well, there's a social con, and not just San Diego, but there's yeah. a social consequence for that and an Correct. economic consequence for that. So they will at some point go. What's the lesser of two evils? Or where's the where's the 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 fork in the road where we just make the decision to finance land or help builders yeah. Yeah. or give them subsidies or tax breaks or whatever? And then you're going to see people pissed yeah. off about that. Like, oh, you're just helping big corporations. Like, yeah. well, yeah, we're keeping people off the street. So yeah. there's 100%. that side of the conversation. Or let Blackstone come in here and buy more well that's a, that's <laughs> the, scary rent nation yeah that's your i think that's yeah yeah uh, you, will, you will own nothing and be happy okay next topic <laughs> anyway <We're done>. uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um so that's crazy the, though that's so true isn't that nuts that is um so i want to talk uh, uh, let's go full circle let's kind of end the show today talking about local real estate again Let's talk about realtors. Let's talk about uh, mortgage loan officers. Um, only because this is the same kind of thing. Th these these preset variables and these factors we're discussing today mm -hmm. are the things that cause people to either all in commit or punch yeah. out. Yeah. And I think they're going to see a massive culling of the herd, if you will, in real estate and mortgage yeah. and in associated uh, parts of our industry. Of course, simply yeah. because people are fed up. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think that's going to leave a uh, massive gap, um, not temporarily later, there's potentially a gap, but it's going to bring in a lot of uh, new n new people to us and to others who are our friends in business who um, are here and they're steadfast yeah. and they're gonna be here for the long haul. I think one way to look at it is, uh, you know, survival of the fittest, those who adapt are gonna be able to continue. Mm -hmm. And um, although, you know, a lot of people, you know, been running the game for a long time, maybe it is their time, you know, maybe they, they had a great run and now they wanna do something else with their life. Where there's a lot of people that are getting into the industry with all their energy, all their might. Like I see people that no are younger ideas. than me, like going into it, like with all this happiness. Me, when I got into in, in 2017, all I've known is up, 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 up. So as soon as it got corrected, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what happens. And I fall on you guys, and you're like, this is normal. This is what's been happening. So I think those who are able to see the long picture, the long, the road down the line, and then have, you know, a structure and a team where, you know, hey, you have experience that you can draw on. Yeah. I think those are the people that are going to be able to you know how do i say wing it out and then be able to make it at the other at the yeah. other end of the of the, of the, of the 
of, yeah. the, um, of the storm. And we've kind of seen this before, too. We saw this oh, in yeah. 08 and 09. A lot of people left, and you know, everyone thought, oh, it's, it's the gold rush of California. And it everyone was. comes in. It, it, same thing kind of happened recently. Yeah. And, and look, I applaud people who have come into the industry yeah. in the last couple of years because they are now going to experience a reality of the industry is yeah. that there's ebbs and flows. There's highs and lows. And you've got to be able to say your yes and no's. Ha! Oh, I just had Ryan. Sorry, that was a dumb one. Uh, anyways, my, my point is I think that's going to bring in uh, it could bring in people who are going to stick it out for the long haul. Yeah. And those who, who have been here a long time, like we have, uh, are still going to be here too. And I think mm -hmm. that's going to, in the end, yeah. elevate the experience that customers and consumers get because yeah. they're getting an, on average, longer tenured professional. Yeah. When you look at the entire herd, mm. you're going to have the average years in industry go up. And yeah. the number of transactions done go up because we're still here. Number one, number yeah. two, we stayed longer. And the 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 I'd say newer entrants that are punching out are removing themselves oh, from that ratio. Yeah, it's like anything, you know. Nowadays, everybody's becoming like more of an engineer in things. They're not just setting stone like, oh, I'm just a lender. No, you're starting to see lenders. Well, hey, we're doing ADUs. We're we're going and buying properties. We're flipping properties. We're doing JVs, joint ventures with other. Uh, other um, experienced investors or what have you. Oh, we're buying other businesses. You know, now we're starting to see the importance of just kind of diversify yourself. The true entrepreneurship. That's it. Come yeah. That's it. Whereas yeah. before, you didn't need to. It's like everybody stuck their lane. It was kind of like a horse. You needed to put those blinders on, do that one business, and be good at it. But, but now nowadays, it's like you just can't do that. It seems like you have to almost, I don't want to say multitask, but you have to really learn to delegate and allow business to prosper by getting the right people in the right place. 100%. You know, so that you're able to go do what you love doing. One thing that uh, um, we brought up, <laughs> we brought up in this meet, uh, uh, yesterday's meeting was, uh, you know, you can only control what you can't control. You can't control market conditions. So as long as you have your set responsibilities and you keep yeah. doing them day in and day out, you know, I'm a firm believer that that's going to overcarry the market Absolutely. conditions over time and they'll compound and they'll, you know, give you the, the, the results you want because yeah. over time your work is going to outpace the market. And that's, I feel, what we should be focusing on if you're a real estate professional. Absolutely. Or you anybody know. that has a, you know, entrepreneurial self-employed yeah. business, like that's it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we see the light and yeah. we're the only ones that can make it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we start seeing, you know, we start getting in our minds, right? The biggest thing that we talked about is dream big. Yep. 100%. You know, don't dream small. Mm -hmm. Just continue to dream big. You owe it to yourself to dream big mm -hmm. and go after those things. No, you know, 100%. it's like when we go for the smaller things, oh, okay, that's not done. There's nothing next. Like I'd rather, I'd rather go really big and then come halfway then go really small and Absolutely. come halfway on that. <laughs> There you go. Ain't gonna work. Yeah. Or, yeah. Not, or it'll work, it might work. You're not gonna like not, it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now it's gonna work. There good you enough. go. So uh, I want to do something new at the end of today's show, guys. What did you like most about today's show? Yeah. You know what? I like today about the 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 whole permit. All that I didn't understand that. Now making it makes a lot more sense. Seeing all these issues that come up with to get to the end goal of building more homes and having all that. We're thinking, oh, just builders just want to build it. But where's the permits? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're starting to see these companies take uh, higher third-party companies because it's just too much. They they kind of like that Calif HA, that down yeah, payment yeah. assistance, the funds run out real quick. Yeah. And then the delays were just endless, right? And a lot of people lost their home, their opportunity to buy yeah. a home during that time because they were almost, it felt like misled. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. funds are over. Like this, I feel I like it's I misleading. Yeah. It's kind of like when you start your ADU. Oh, I'm going to go through a... And it just delays, delays, delays. Two it years kinda, later. 
That's it. Your you lose are that, 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 that hope. Yeah. So that's what I like about that. Um, for about me, you, you I, like I, I really like how we bring what's happening at a national level, break it down in a way that, you know, our clients can understand, and mm-hmm. then also give a feature about what's happening in our local market and how that could, you know, give our, our, our clients, our listeners, you know, the advantage that they need to take in order yeah. to make their real estate goals happen. Or, you know, just understand what's really happening to know if it's a right decision or not the right decision. But ultimately, I feel giving the most information in a very understandable way, I think we do a really good job at it. Yeah. Right. Uh, my, my, I have two things today. Number one, <laughs> Brian's hair is looking sick against his shirt. Yeah. Wow, look at that. It matches. Looks nice today. I was like, are you color coordinated yeah. today? I promise. I'm not jealous. I'm yeah. totally jealous. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is is the, the, the permit to job ratio. I'd yeah. never learned that until getting yeah. you know, prepared for today's show. And I'd never heard that term. I never knew that it was something. Uh, and then also seeing the disparity between yeah. it. That was I was really honestly taken aback by that. Yeah. And like how, how few homes we have relative to the amount of jobs that are available. Yeah. That is um, startling on one side and also very promising on the other. So I'm very curious to see what happens uh, from yeah. that point. So, yeah. yeah, but it was fun for me to learn something new. That was yeah. great. Always good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for another great show today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Memo. And thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications so that you catch every episode. And if you are listening to our show, make sure you follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, thank you. Thank you for watching the Mortgage Heroes weekly podcast. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.